spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I'm sure that we all have stories of births. We, uh, there are many circumstances that come with these things. There are stories that are told. I can remember the day Josiah was born. It was a long day of ups and downs. Luann did an amazing job. She was sick. She was hurting. I remember that first time I hold my son in my arms. And here we have a birth story as well. The birth story of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Born of a virgin, God become man. Our story here today is told from the perspective of Joseph. Joseph, this guy who kind of gets lost in the mix a little bit. But Joseph is a very important part of the story. Joseph is the son of David. He's from the lineage of David. Through Joseph, Jesus is a son of David. And at this time, the lineage of, Je- of David had shown its sinfulness. It shown its imperfection. And we see one who is born not in who is born in the line of David, but not of the flesh of David. And this is a very key and crucial fact. Human flesh could not deliver us from our sins. No one in this room or no one who has ever lived apart from Christ could deliver us from our sins. We needed something different. There was no king or prophet, no politician or physician, no teacher or preacher, no father or mother who could ever deliver us from this problem that we had. We needed something different. Someone who came from the line of David, but not from the flesh of David. Someone who would be the new Adam, not the old Adam. And this one was Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Son of God, who saves his people from their sins. He is Emmanuel, as the text tells us. God with us. Today is Christmas Day. And I only want to tell you one thing today. And that's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing that you can hear today. It's the most important thing that you can hear any day. And so my three points today are very simple. The problem, the message, and the response. The problem, the message, and the response. We see in our text immediately that there's a problem. Mary and Joseph were betrothed to be married. And this is more than just uh, we're engaged. We think about today, we say, well, these two people are engaged. It was more than that. A betrothal was more than that. You were actually considered husband and wife at this point. You just had not consummated that relationship. It was set in stone. It was ceremonies had been done. 
But now that they're betrothed as husband and wife, the problem happens. All of a sudden, Joseph's betrothed wife is obviously pregnant. Joseph, being a good and upright man, knows that it was not his fault that Mary was Joseph. Or Mary was Joseph. <laughs> Mary was pregnant. This is a problem and something has to be done and it's going to cause a scandal. How would Joseph respond? We see even in this though that Joseph is a righteous man. He's going to quietly divorce her. He had every moral, emotional, and legal right to do so. But he's just and kind. He doesn't start going out around the people. Let me tell you about Mary. Let me tell you what she did. She'd been cheating on me. He didn't go do that. He didn't go around to all his people and friends and family and talk about how terrible Mary was. He said, I'm, I'm going to quietly divorce her. I'm going to try to give her some of her dignity. But I, this is not the kind of relationship I want to be in. I'm going to move on. Put yourself in Joseph's shoes. How would you have responded to this news? The person you're going to marry is pregnant. There's a problem. But we have a problem as well, don't we? Everyone from, from the fall has had a problem. <clears throat> that problem is sin. Mary, or Joseph looks at Mary here, and he, he's acknowledging the fact that she has been unfaithful. She's sinned against me. That's the reality. If, if Mary was really pregnant, apart from what's actually going on here, if she had cheated on him, then she has sinned against Joseph, her betrothed. And he sees that here. He's saying, she sinned against me, and I, and I can't do this. I must terminate this relationship. But then an angel comes. This angel bringing a message to Joseph. God reveals to him a better plan. And we often make plans. We often have what we're going to do. And God has a better way of doing it. God comes and says, no, no, Joseph, don't divorce her. I want you to marry her. And let me tell you why. Now, this whole ordeal, and let's not go past this too quickly. An angel of the Lord came to Joseph. This is not just kind of like a, hey, Joseph, I'm an angel. Let me uh, tell you about what's going on here. It's not like that. It's not, this would have been a monumentous, like an angel of the Lord all of a sudden is in the presence of Joseph. It's not a fat baby. He doesn't have wings or an arrow. It's none of that. It's a, a being reflecting the glory of God. A being that would just as likely strike him dead as tell him a good news. It was awesome and wonderful to behold. And he addresses Joseph, son of David. This is important. This is how it has to be done. It was the fulfillment of prophecy. He says, son of David... Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It's a miraculous thing. The Holy Spirit, the third 
person of the Trinity conceived in Mary, Jesus. This is something beyond our grasp and understanding. He conceived in Mary, Jesus. It is ever the role of the Spirit to bring life, and he does this literally in the womb of Mary. Joseph, you son of David, take her as your wife. Do not be afraid. Be assured things are not as they seem because God has a plan that is greater than yours. Your wife has not been unfaithful. She is godly just as you had hoped for. So remain her husband Have this son be a father to him. The deliverer of Israel is coming, and it'll come through your wife. In fact, this is what he tells him. Name him Jesus. Or call him Jesus. He called him Jesus. This name that means deliverer. He will save his people from their sins. Sin being the root of our problem. It causes us to be at odds with God. And in the incarnation, in the birth of Jesus, we see the unfolding of God's plan of salvation. We see the fulfilling of scripture. We see here that Isaiah once again being prophesied or, or, or quoted Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Here's the reality for us today, and there's much that comes. We could go, and we're not going to do it this morning. We could look at the story in Isaiah about this king and Isaiah coming to him when he doesn't want to, and there's much that goes on with this. But what we have to understand is that God is always with us. And we cannot flee from his presence. We can ignore God. We can deny God. We can curse God. But God never disappears. No matter how much we shut our eyes, no matter how loudly we deny him, no matter how much we want to stick our fingers in our ears and go, no, 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 I can't hear you like we do when we're kids. Nothing can remove God. In Jesus God entered into human history in a new way. He is with us in power to bless us. Even as we studied Matthew previously, we saw throughout, he is manual God with us. He is God who came to purify his church. He is God who comes to make disciples. We cannot hope to stand against this God. God has fulfilled all his promises of Emmanuel in the person of Jesus Christ. And God is still blessing us today. God with us. He is here whether we want him to be here or not. 
And some respond to him and say, I want nothing to do with this fictitious God you are talking about. But even as they cry that, he is there. He is not just an option. He is the only source of truth, whether we choose to embrace it or not. We have a problem, and that problem is sin. And the only hope from that is the message of Jesus Christ. And the only response to that message that gives any hope to us is obedience, is faith, is repentance. And this is what Joseph does. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. When Joseph woke up, he obeyed immediately. I wish I had an angel on hand when I need to get my kids to do things. He gets up. He takes Mary as his wife. He didn't know Mary until Christ was born, so there'd be no confusion. Mary and Joseph both listened to God. They silenced their emotions and fears. They understood that he comes to save Matthew here, even from the very beginning, is offering us a picture of faith. He shows us the triune God, God the Father setting forth his plan of redemption, God the Holy Spirit giving the prophecy, fulfilling the prophecy through Mary and Joseph, God the Son entering into the world of humanity as a deliverer and a salvation for the salvation of his people. And we can come here today and we can see this old, well-worn, familiar Christmas story, and we could let it just be lost on us. It's comfortable. It's like that favorite pair of jeans that have too many holes and you just can't quite throw away. But it's more than that. It's one of the utmost importance It's why I think it's good and right that we come and celebrate communion today because this points to the birth of Jesus Christ and it also points to the death of Jesus Christ. It points to his whole accomplished work. This is a picture of Emmanuel, God with you and for you. We need to not get lost in the manger. We need to not get lost in this clean nativity scene. It's good and and it's right and it's important and it has its place, but we can't get lost there. We can't get lost in the trees and the lights and the presence and the decoration of the season. We need to remember the reality of what is going on. Christ came for his people. He came to secure forgiveness of sins. He came to suffer and die to take the full wrath of God's punishment for you. And he took it on himself. His body was broken for you. His blood was poured out for you that you may have life. Every person who has ever been born has a problem. And that problem is sin. 
how will we respond? When faced with the problem of sin, will we go before God? Will will we obey him? Will we obey in what he has called us to do? For he has given us a message. Jesus Christ, who is born the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, has lived and has died and has risen again from the sin uh, for, for your sins. And you must respond in faith and repentance. Obedience requires that we trust in him. Even when we're unsure, even when we're uncertain, we know that God is in control and he is there and he is just. The only right response to any of this is obedience to God and to worship him. For he is God with us. He is God come to save us. He is the long expected king and savior of his people. So go today. Go and spend time, maybe just with you and your spouse, quietly. Maybe you'll go and you'll spend time with family. You know, we're going to Chattanooga, we'll see way too much family. But go and remember, in the fights, in the opening of presents, and the giving of presents, it's all supposed to point you to something. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, and thus you shall celebrate the birth of Jesus on December the 25th, and so it shall be written, and so it shall be. It's not. It's something we do, and it's good, and I think it's right, but remember why we do it. It's all about Christ our King. It's all about Emmanuel, God with us. God come to save us. Let that drive our day. Let it drive this next week. Even next Sunday as we consider that it's the new year and we're launching into the new year, let it not fall from our lips. Let it not fall from our ears. Let it not fall from our minds. Would we worship rightly of the God who has come to save us? Would Emmanuel be with us even as we know he is? But would we acknowledge his presence each and every day? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come and rejoice in you. We rejoice in the gift you have given us. No gift has been given that is so great. But remind us, remind us of who Jesus is and what he has done. Prick our hearts. Prick our minds. Let's call this in Jesus' holy name.